Welcome to the Philip Wiley Show. Take a look behind the curtain of professional hacking and hear compelling discussions with guests from diverse backgrounds who share a common curiosity and passion for challenges and their job. And now, here's your host, offensive security professional, educator, mentor, and author, Philip Wiley. Hello, welcome to another episode. I'm very happy to have Nanad uh, Zarek joining again today. Uh, Nanad was on uh, one of my, actually one of my latest or last week's episode of the Hacker Factory podcast. And I wanted to have him on again on my new podcast. With the new podcast, it's not all about, you know, people's starts and advice, career advice. I want this to be something useful to people of all levels, you know, whether you're trying, you're someone mid-level, you know, someone that's been in security for a while or maybe even management to get an idea of how some of these things are, are done, some best practices. So, you know, whenever I was thinking about this, I thought it'd be great to invite him back to kind of share his story because one of the things he that he's kind of figured out along the way and a lot of successful bug hunters or security researchers find out is if you're going to be successful in, in bug bounty, you have to do some kind of automation, trying to go through and manually do all this stuff and just having scripts is not enough and you need a way to automate this. And I thought this would be a great episode because this is something to share for people that are in bug bounty or people just getting started in bug bounty on how they can kind of optimize their, their efforts and be more successful. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Philip. It's, it's great to, to hear, hear you here and to speak uh, again about uh, me and about uh, everything we do. Yeah, it's great to have you on and, and you've got a really exciting product. And I know a while back I heard there's been some updates and enhancements to it. But before we get into the conversation, why don't you kind of share your background and how you got started, especially you mentioned earlier how you've kind of your first offensive uh, security type mm -hmm. of attempt that got you interested. Yeah. Okay. So, so I've been doing like uh, as a hobby for like at least 15 years, even in elementary school. I actually hike, hacked my high, high school website back in the days, of course, like ethically. Uh, and like when I moved to the college uh, in, in Belgrade, uh, I basically was like um, not sure about if I, if I would even start in cybersecurity as a career. That was just like a, like a part-time kind of hobby for me. And I came to one of the conferences uh, that happened at my, at my college. And there was a, some security company there. And I asked them a lot of questions because I was interested in the, in the topic, in the subject. Uh, and what happened basically is after a few days, they called me back and said, like, do you want to join for internship uh, in, our, in our company? So I got there. And also, uh, I realized, like, uh, after starting the college, that all of the subjects in my college have their own websites. And those websites are usually for materials for students to, like, download, you know, exams, uh, samples of materials and that kind of stuff. And, like, I kind of tried tried out to hack it and actually did it, like, found some SQL injections and then basically got into the whole infrastructure of the, of the college. Uh, like rooted the servers basically, uh, but like I, I wanted, I, I I did it because I wanted it to to be secure for all of the students, especially. So I kind of tried to figure out what would be the way, best way to like submit it, like kind of like a bug bounty, but without the, the reward. Uh, and like I I found like one of the professors which is actually doing the uh, is, is doing the cyber crime subject. Uh, and I basically approached to her and said, like, your like infrastructure of this faculty is pretty bad. Uh, if I can help somehow, I can do the testing, like uh, also as an internship or whatever. Uh, and 
they got drilled basically and accepted me there. So I kind of worked both in in, in the college as a, as a security engineer and in that co company that I got from the conference. Uh, after a while, uh, I decided that maybe it's it's time to move further and get to some sort of a, like a legit company, like software company, to see how the, like processes are being done there. Uh, and I joined uh, one biotech company, uh, which is uh, which is creating a platform to uh, automate like se basically sequencing of DNA. Like they have you, you, pharmaceutical companies, there create the workflows. Uh, where they sequence the DNA and anal analyze the data and derive new medicine from it. So I got intrigued with that kind of workflow approach uh, in solving problems. And also did uh, I also did the bug bounties uh, at that, that time uh, as a, as a part-time. So I kind of connected the two and created some sort of a web application, which basically kind of needed to solve the problems uh, I had in terminal, you know, like installing the tools, SSHing to servers, uh, uh, remembering the parameters of the tools, uh, like backupping of the data, because like when you execute all of those tools and get the data, you must pay for the infrastructure. So so it's, it was kind of also a, a bit a uh, big cost for me. Uh, so I kind of created just a web application for, for my own bug bounty purposes. And at that point, I realized that my bug bounties are started to rise. So I was kind of, okay, now we have like a uh, solving of the problems of installing of the tools, having them like uh, readily available on click. Uh, but also we have on the other other part that workflow workflow approach, which was kind of intriguing. And that was kind of like a connection between uh, the, the what, what we are doing now, which is like uh, after like a, a while, we kind of started creating the MVP. Uh, got the VC funding, and now we are a platform for for automating offensive cybersecurity with that workflow approach and with with the engine inside, which is doing all of the executions. Yeah, it's kind of really nice, you know, because a lot of cases you figure, you know, someone is doing bug bounty to do something similar. You're going to have to have some kind of virtual private server, yeah, to be, to begin with, because you know people try to run this all from their computer internally, something happens that they lose connection to the internet yeah. then they've lost all that work. So I can see where that's a, that's a huge benefit. It also seems like a good benefit from the workflows that I could see where this would help teams with more, more junior level pen testers to be able to replicate what the more seniors are doing. Yeah, I mean, like there is like a, I think nearly four million workforce gap, like that people are missing in the in the cybersecurity, and especially those that are coming. Of course, they are juniors, so the workflows are basically totally reproducible. Uh, so you you can have them visually and not have them in some sort of like a common line uh, tooling or or in, in in some scripting languages like Bash or Python. You you have it visually and you can imagine and see exactly what is happening with the, each of the processes, uh, which is pretty beneficial. And we already we already see that that people uh, realize new methodologies uh, and think about new ideas through our workflows. And I would, I would imagine too. So what about like sharing of someone sharing a session Is someone from your team able to access the uh, output from your workflows? Uh, like, yes. Like uh, for the, for the enterprises, we have that collaboration feature and we actually like 
have a vision of our platform being the like the Figma for fan for pen testers, like uh, some some sort of like a live collaboration where they, where people could like collaborate on a specific workflow and a specific use case, uh, and and especially in a, in like a big scale research. Uh, so what what is like. Uh, which is kind of like now exclusive, uh, but we are working on a, on a workflow uh, that will gather all of the GitHub uh, data from 2015 uh, inside of one workflow. Uh, we are creating that with one of our par partners. And basically that workflow will be available when we are finished with, with the research and we publish it, of course, uh, that workflow will be available to everyone, which is kind of what we, what we see is, is a real benefit uh, uh, for the platform and for the users, of course. Yeah, be able to access that information is helpful because you know you're doing it the old way from a command line, and if you've got like a shared server in your organization, because you know I've worked on several pen test teams as a consultant or as an internal resource, and usually a lot of cases internally they don't really get it right. So you're going in there, you've run your sessions, and someone needs to get access. Then yeah. either if you're not putting in a shared folder, then they have to have permissions yeah. to access your folders to get the information, and it just makes the sharing of information. You know, it's kind of clumsy and at best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It 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 is kind of really messy, and also like people that don't know how to do it, they will just not be in the inside of that project, or or will not uh, be able to collaborate with others. Very awesome. So, if, if you don't mind, we could uh, take a look at uh, of course trick is and see see how it works. And one of the things for the listeners here is, you know, if you're doing bug bounty, this is something that you can get for your your own use. You know. From the professional, uh, uh, like, is it working? Yeah. Yep. There we go. Okay. So what we are doing is uh, integrating the uh, the community uh, main tools, which are kind of like always uh, uh, getting better and and more more reliable and getting the better results. And uh, the, we are sorting them per category. So those are those are the tools connected to the testing of the cloud storage containers, fuzzing the applications. Even we have machine learn, learning tools, cracking the password, static code analysis, and so forth. Uh, so uh, basically, you can think about it as a, as any command line tool, not just from the security, or, but also for data processing, uh, could be integrated in, into the platform. So. Uh, those are the tools we we add, and basically when you when you uh, open some of the tools, I will just open a random one. Uh, you have all of the parameters. So basically, instead of you remembering uh, like all of the parameters uh, which which you need to execute in the terminal, like is it minus k minus d or or whatever the parameter is, uh, we give them the human readable format. So basically, you don't need to worry about that. We are uh, ordering of the tools. Is, is also done by us. Uh, the tools are pre-installed, so you don't, you don't need to worry about like, or, or to even install them, they are already there. And that those tools are the building blocks uh, for, for, the, for the workflows. Uh, so like I can just immediately jump to the editor to show you how it's done. So the, create a new workflow, demo workflow two. Uh, open it and yeah this is uh, uh, let me just open it here uh, and this is where the where the magic happens and like how uh, like where you build your automations so uh, let's say we want to gather the infrastructure 
or the subdomains for a specific company, which is kind of like the first thing in 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 recon or like when you're when you're doing the bug bounties. Uh, so on the left side, uh, you can see all of the all of the tools which I just show you in, in the library, uh, and you can just drag and drop them uh, uh, like this from left to right. And basically, uh, those do, uh, they will be available on the canvas and ready for the for the configuration. So when you click on the tool, uh, you already have the the parameter enabled on the left. But of course, you have all of the other parameters on the right. So I, as I said, you don't need to worry about the command. You just have the human readable format. So in this case, let's say I want to enable the passive mode. And also, I want to add a value to the domain. So I can do it like this, just expanding it uh, and enabling a string parameter for, for an input for the domain. So let's add like trickies.com. And yeah, that this is like ready for the execution. And what you can see is that when you click on the tool, the command, which actually is being like used in the, in the terminal, is like uh, automatically generated. So do you have like any any kind of questions or like uh oh, that's pretty interesting and that's nice that it actually gives you the command too instead of just doing whatever in the background so you can kind of see how things are working because you know one of the things you know advice people always give you is use tools but understand what they do and this is kind of a good way for people that it's they're new to the tool or maybe they're new to yeah. the pen testing altogether for them to get to learn how it works. Yeah, of course. Like uh, you can also uh, open the open the the description of the tool and see what it does. Uh, network mapping of attack surfaces, external as asset discovery. So you immediately know what what the tool is about, and it's in, in specific category. Uh, so I'll just add another tool, subfinder. I can add also find domain. Uh, I can add Vita, which I know already that uh, these tools are having like a root domain for an input. And I can reuse the same string node for different tools, which is pretty important because this means that the whole workflow will be altered uh, by the initial input. So uh, that makes uh, workflows reproducible. So basically you just create a one workflow, which is doing a specific use case, and then you can just change an input uh, per target, per domain, per IP address, and so forth. And I will show you later the predefined workflows we have. Uh, so yeah, now we have all of those four tools, and we have the second uh, type of the of the node, which is which are script nodes. So those are either Bash or Python scripts, but you can of course add any or write any kind of uh, language you want. So I'll just uh, drag and drop the custom script, uh, which is empty, and actually uh, in the tools. Uh, the commands are being generated, but in the scripts, you can write your own commands or your own scripts. So I'll just delete the content of the script and connect the outputs of all of those tools together. So find them in subfinder, Amas to the custom script. And what we can do now, all of those tools are having different outputs and we are not sure like if there are any duplicates or like some tool give, gives us better results than the others. So I will just uh, create a script which will merge and uh, the duplicate the results. And here uh, I, I, I can write the script. So on the right side, when you click on the script node, you can see all of the all of the outputs of all of those tools. So I can just do it like this. Cut is basically a command which will just uh, get 
basically get all of the content of the or content of the file that is that is uh, used as an input. So I'll just do it uh, like cut, and we can use the wildcards, which means that we will merge all of the all of the inside folders uh, of of those of, of those tools outputs, and I will output it to the output.txt. And yeah, that this that is basically done, and and it's ready for the execution. So uh, this is the passive enumeration, and basically how, how like you execute the tools. We are currently in the builder tab, and when I click on the execute, I can execute it on as many machines uh, as I want, or a, as they are needed in, uh, for this workflow. So currently, we can we can run it on four in parallel. So I can just execute it on four machines. And what will actually happen is that we will be uh, uh, we will be in the run tab, and the new run will be will be uh, created, which means that the platform is currently scaling the machines, uh, basically uh, doing the like what like actually VPS uh, or security engineers are doing, but like dynamically, we are scaling them at the point in time when the execution is 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 being like when the new run is created or or uh, the users clicked on the execute. Uh, inside of the editor. Well, oh, very cool. Are you able to schedule? Yes. The runs. Uh, okay. Yeah, of course. Like you can, you can on the builder tab, you can schedule the workflow. You can select to how many machines you want it to be run. When is the start date? And how many? Like we have also internal intervals, so you can execute it every day, every seven days, even every every minute if you want. Oh, very cool. Uh, okay, so now they are running. And when you click on it on the on the tool that is running, you can see actually like what what you already see usually in the terminal when you execute all of those tools. Uh, okay, find the man is finished, so we can see all of uh, all of the passive enumeration for currently the trickies.com. So I can see I can just go back and do do other stuff like find all of the all of the web servers, and then. Uh, whatever, like uh, do the do the port scan. I can even add multiple port scanners in, in case some of them uh, like give give different results. I can of course select the port, so I can say eighty four four three, which is basically again uh, generating the command automatically. So like it's minus p eighty and four four three. For, for a specific uh, ports, like in, in this case, web server ports. I can, of course, again, connect connect the same ports to the specific tool so I can reuse the port. So now I can say this is a web server scan, but like I want to do also a SSH scan. So I can just do it, uh, just change it to something else and it will be ready for the, for the execution. Uh, uh, and yeah, in, the, in this case, I connected it to HTTPX, which will just, uh, we will change it. So we'll just do it like this. So we can connect both of those to HTTPX. And we can, of course, do the copy and pasting. So yeah, that's how easy it is to, 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 create, the, to create the workflows uh, and to like automate the methodologies. Uh, so yeah, do you have any kind of, maybe the ideas so I can continue building? Yeah, it's very, very cool. So uh, how much time is this saving you? Because I know you're, you were still actively doing bug bounty. So yeah. how much time did this save you compared to, to whenever you were doing things manually or just writing your own scripts? Uh, 
Yeah, to be honest, when we when we created the the editor, I like didn't execute any any tool in terminal, so I I, I could not just say like how how many times, but but like I think it's 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 at least ten to 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 even twenty times faster. I mean, like uh, we can we can ask your audience how how many how many it would take to create uh, this kind of script, like in Bash or in Python or any kind of scripting language. Uh, for me, it took like how much, like two to three minutes. Uh, but like, if you want to make it, like, okay, maybe you can make it also uh, in a script. But like, it would be really problematic to make it scalable, uh, which we are actually doing. Like, we are executing the the workflows on like as many machines as you want, up to sixty, up to one hundred machines. So I can actually show you that. So going to the to the fleet, uh, basically you have the machines are reserved and readily available when you execute the workflows. So you can basically execute it like uh, hyperscalable on 50 machines if you want. Uh, and also what I wanted to show are the predefined workflows for the people that are not like, uh, uh, that are beginners in learning of the platform, because of course there is a, a like a small learning curve uh, when you when you just get into the platform on how you build the workflows. And I, pro I probably build these workflows pretty fast. so. When you get into the platform, you have the predefined workflows which are ready, 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 and you can just change the inputs and do your own automations. So I can actually show some of them. Let me just randomly pick pick some. Um, for example, the single web app fuzz. So this one will will uh, you have like a target host, target web app, and what you'll do get all of the backup possible backups of the web application spider the app get all of the urls with scripts and then uh, merge all of those urls and also add additional word lists for brute forcing it will brute force them and finally you will see the results in this format so basically you don't need to worry about like what's happening here you just need to like add a target host uh, which is your web app that you wanna that you wanna test and wait for the get URLs to be green uh, to get all of the outputs. Very cool. So if someone had a work, so they it, can people copy like one of the workflows and modify it so that way they don't uh, mess up the original workflow. Yes, of course. Like uh, they can they can just copy the even entire workflow or they can copy the 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 specific node. So in this case, like for example. This is a workflow to enumerate the whole AWS network for SSL certificates. And basically how it works is that they can just copy it uh, like this. Uh, let me just, I'm screen, I'm sharing screen on one tab, so I need to like paste it. Uh, so opening and like they can just, they can just uh, modify it as they want. So you, they can like, instead of scanning the AWS, they can scan, scan the DigitalOcean or Azure. Or they can also do, do do something like this and copy the the workflow and say I will do the the GCP here and actually change just the the IP ranges uh, for GCP. So basically, uh, any kind of uh, object inside of the editor can be copied and pa pasted uh, as many times uh, as they want. And of course they can, they can, they can uh, even interconnect the workflows. So for example, one of the ways 
that that we saw uh, that we saw that it is pretty productive when you're when you're doing the initial uh, bug bounty uh, like scanning or, or company scanning is to use the full subdomain enumeration workflow, add your own list of domains, and at the end you'll get all of the subdomains. This workflow is doing like a, a, a brute forcing uh, permutations. Uh, and 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 resolving all of all of those host names, and when you get all of the all of the subdomains, you go back to the library and basically use the workflow which is called scan host with nuclei and sent. Sent is doing the uh, downloading all all of the nuclei templates uh, based on the on the uh, this YAML file which is having the list of all of GitHub repositories with all of the templates. So. The previous output of full subdomain enumeration should be here, and basically you can just continue creating the workflow, or you can just uh, copy the whole workflow and paste it into the full subdomain enumeration workflow and just interconnect the nodes. Very cool. Yeah, one of the things I see the values and I see a lot of value in this is someone's got a team of you know, say like their vulnerability management team that are mm -hmm. not really experienced pen testers. You can set up these workflows. And they can go and periodically run these without having to know a lot about how that works. So I just see that's amazing. And then seeing your attack surface uh, management functionality, a lot of cases, companies would have to spend a lot of money to, or a lot of time to automate, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, managing their ex external attack surface. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of companies, as we saw, are having some sort of automations uh, in place using all of those tools, having their own kind of dedicated uh, servers, or VPSs or any kind of infrastructure, but it's kind of like not, not scalable for them, especially if they want to, to scale their automations. And what is also important, they sometimes have one-off kind of methodologies they need to do. Uh, and it's kind of, they need to do it fast as a task and they don't have the framework for it to do it like quickly. Uh, especially with all of the tools uh, readily available, so they don't they don't need to even uh, tr uh, find them on on the GitHub or, or whenever we we are always like searching for the new tools and integrating them into the platform. Yeah, that's nice too. Because another thing that you have to deal with as a researcher, bug bounty hunter, pen tester is sometimes when these tools are updated, and you go ahead and update them, you can break things. I remember yeah. there was a problem with OpenSSL back about twenty. 15, 2016, mm -hmm. and one of my tools on Kali Linux broke mm -hmm. and I ended up having to use Docker to use an older version yeah. to get SSL scanned work. Yeah, it's kind of like, we also have those issues, to be honest, like we need to update the workflows, we need to like, you know, update the tools, but we are kind of trying to make it as, as automatic as possible. So like uh, users don't like, uh, they they can just focus on their creativity and like just create the workflows, have them scalable, and basically get the best results possible. Very interesting. So I, I remember you had mentioned at the beginning uh, of this demo that it does some machine learning. So what are some of the, the things mm -hmm. you can do with the machine learning features? So for the for the machine learning, that's actually a tool which is doing the which is get, getting the screenshots. Uh, uh, as an input, as an input folder. 
uh, which like like is, is it, it gets it from previous tool, which is generating the screenshots and then predicting uh, how that screenshots look like. Like uh, either they are like login pages or they are like admin dashboards or they are like uh, something for subdomain takeover and that kind of stuff. So we are kind of having and and we will integrate more and also we will soon uh, start working on like uh, our own AI features. Which I don't want to disclose, disclose right now, but it will be pretty awesome to to use it inside of the platform. Very interesting. I look forward to, to seeing those future features. Yeah. So, as far as the output from from all this data you're collecting during these testing, where do you find that? Oh, what do you mean? Like, where is the data? Yeah, just kind of where is it data located, and where you can kind of export it? What kind of formats? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the, the data is like uh, the outputs of, of the tools are being uploaded and downloaded through, through S3 buckets, uh, basically. And uh, like about the re reports and, 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 and anything you might think, that depends on the, uh, on the workflows. So some of the workflows are having just like a raw, raw, raw data like here, uh, but some of those uh, are having like more, more, more like prettier da data, which is based again on the on the uh, who is making the, that that workflow this is one of our like really interesting pro projects called, called inventory you can see it on trickiest inventory uh, github and like what's what, what is happening there is that basically uh, we are doing uh, like uh, uh, automated uh, bug bounty uh, programs uh, attack surface management we are covering more than 8 800 uh, bug bounty programs and over i think 5,000 uh, domains. Uh, and what we're doing here is like actually creating the reports, uh, like server reports or DNS reports and pushing them to the, to the GitHub repository. And those are in CSV format. So basically you can just open them in Excel as a report and you can actually see all of the, all of the stuff. Oh, very cool. Yeah, thanks for, for showing this demo. If there's anything that you else you'd like to share uh, yeah, I think, think that... I, I think that's that's it. Like, the, I just want to share that that I didn't I didn't I didn't show it previously. That you can add your own Python scripts, and this Python script is actually parsing the data from DNSX, uh, which is in JSON, uh, to a CSV format and making and and adding x, x, x uh, for the for the host names that are newly found. So uh, hackers could focus on the on the new infrastructure, which is just being deployed, which is pretty important when when you're doing the bug bounties. Very cool. Very very interesting. It's interesting to see, you know, just the improvement since the last time. Yeah, I saw a demo. It's it's nice. I can see this where this has really helped teams and and really helped bug bug hunters. You know, to help them more utilize their time better. Yeah, yeah, for sure, uh, and also like. We kind of like what's important to note is that we, uh, when we like started, uh, we created the the whole platform, whole the execution engine based on the Kubernetes, uh, and uh, two other open source uh, products, which are Rancher and Argo workflows. You can check it out. Uh, we thought that these kind of products will be scalable for us, uh, especially as we are planning on having like uh, thousands of users and hundreds of enterprises. Uh, but immediately it turned out not to be scalable because like uh, hackers want the results fast. That's the first thing. The second thing is that they, they want to make it like uh, they are like doing uh, 
a lot of like uh, vulnerabilities testing, a, a lot of discovery, a lot of it. It's like to be honest, random. So it kind of generated like thousands of of jobs uh, of tool executions, basically, uh, that happened inside of the platform. And we realized that Kubernetes just could not at all. Uh, we had a lot of issues there. Uh, so we kind of created like, and what you saw is the, is the execution of our new engine, which is like. Uh, we, we got all of those problems sit, set, set down and created like uh, like the solutions for all of the, those problems and we created our own execution execution engine which is which is hyper scalable you can execute on 50 machines so basically any kind of automation which is uh, where you need a big scale of of the execution of like thousands or even hundreds of thousands of the outputs or, 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 or tasks could be done now with the engine, which is kind of like, I'm very proud of it. Uh, and we can actually see a lot of benefits, especially for our open source projects as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so thanks for, for taking the time today to join the show. Uh, is there anything you'd like to share before we close out the episode? Um, I don't know, like just like that. That uh, I think automation is the is the key for the future. Uh, I think that that like forty year old uh, methodology of like uh, like uh, I don't want to, to people to get me wrong. I also love to like to work in terminal, but I don't I don't think executing the tools uh, in terminal is is scalable, uh, and I think uh, people would need like a different way of of doing things. Uh, and I think that automation, like with or without request, will, will happen, uh, and that that people will, will need to adopt a new way of of doing things, especially as the like generally technology is expanding, especially with the AI. There there are more and more stuff, and I think automation uh, will will need to keep pace with all of that, with all of that technology expanding. So, I want people to. Think about the automation, especially the the security engineers and the bug bounty hunters, to think how they can automate stuff. Of course, not everything could be automated, but like when you automate stuff, you are uh, adding like additional time to automate, but you're actually saving the time for for the future for the things that matter. So so that would be my my kind of way of like closing the episode and just like leaving people. To, to start thinking about the, the automation in general. Yeah, automation is so important because you look at the, you know, the shortage of employees yeah. companies need. They don't have enough people to do what they need to. They're, they need to be able to scale. And the thing is with AI, machine learning and all that, and the automation, the threat actors are using that too. So you've got to have some kind of edge to, to keep up. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's using automation, so like it's better that the whiteheads do it than the than the blackheads, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks again for joining. Thank you for having me here. Always a Thank pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, I look forward to next time when we get to see you in person. Okay, cool. Thank you for listening to the Philip Wiley Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, to learn more about Philip, go to thehackermaker.com and connect with him on LinkedIn and Twitter at Philip Wiley. Until next time.